Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? Uh, Grant. Grant, Connor. <laughs> Doing well these days. Why not? I, f- I feel like I should ask you... What's up, bud? Because it was uh, the way you said the grad that would worry me. Oh, no, 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 Con- no, yeah. please. I, I, I fully, sincerely meant everything is going swimmingly. You know what's times. even worse is what? this happens every recording before we start is we have a chat before yeah, yeah. we click record. You find out and, how I'm actually doing. Yeah, I, I ask you and then the <laughs> recording starts and you could go fucking anywhere. <laughs> Anything could have happened. It was this or I was going to tell you about the new duvet that I bought. So like, which, which do you prefer? <laughs> could you give us a like and subscribe? whatever podcast platform it glows in the dark <laughs> Egyptian cotton oh no 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 the, the thinnest polyester blend you can imagine <laughs> I'm talking it glows in the dark <laughs> it's a curtain <laughs> it is 80 grit sandpaper but Jesus it's class <laughs> you don't want to move bits of your skin all over the fucking bed boy when you wake up exfoliating um, that's what it's about <laughs> um, so yeah as if this is your first episode if you could give us a like and subscribe whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on we have we have a good few reviews up on Spotify now and it's actually pretty cool to see the numbers are going up so be cool if we had a few more up there so even just a five star four star just click you don't have to say anything yeah no you don't have to type anything it's just sometimes I just like pressing stars you know you just you just see a star you'd be like specifically something you have against Sean feel free to comment that underneath whatever this is what would anyone have against Um, me Connor what enemies could I possibly make they don't like duvets everyone likes a duvet what are you talking about I'm a delight what? No, yeah. you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like a little throw or something or like a little like sheet? Or is it like... Oh, man. Just nothing on top of you. Just In the summer. Just nothing. 
That's lunacy. That's absolute <laughs> lunacy. You get the summer duvet. Connor. But back when I was younger, it used to be like, I have to have something on me in case the monster comes in. Well, this is true. You <laughs> can't take one foot out because then you'll be grabbed, you know. They never grab you with the one leg. No, no. The, uh, like, yeah, but yeah. The, look, I've stopped checking under my bed for monsters because it glows in the dark now, so it wards them off. That's the main <laughs> reason. That makes, that makes you easier to see. No, because it's it's distra- It's got a very it's a very <laughs> intricate pattern. You see. Oh right, you're thinking it's, of just halu- hypnotizing the monster. That's the thing, and then I have a little pet monster that I can have to do my bidding. <laughs> this isn't weird news. We're going to get into the movie news, right? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, I usually go full lunatic on weird news. Sorry, weird news. You know, normally weird news is the one with no structure. This is yeah. has some sort of semblance of professionalism about it. Um, <coughs> okay, I don't know. It's very track. loose, but it's normally there. But Sean. We're starting off movie news this week with it's pretty big news regarding Keanu Reeves in oh. that your favourite movie from 2005 that isn't Batman Begins is back. Constantine is getting a sequel. Dude, Constantine is more solid than it has any right to be. You yes, know? for 2005 comic book movies, it has no right to be good. But also, is Keanu Reeves back as, as Constantine? Keanu Reeves is set to return, as is the director set to return. This is insane. Oh, they're just going to make the same movie again, but with more money and technology. So director Francis Lawrence and Keanu Reeves will be reunited as per deadline for another Constantine sequel. Now, a lot of people might not know who Constantine is. It was really a big deal in 2005 when Keanu Reeves became Constantine. But then... It was a big deal, but it wasn't a big deal. So it's a big deal for our like for like small nerd circles back then. But yeah. in the grand scheme of things, the MCU hadn't happened. Batman Begins, I think, hadn't come out. Maybe it had, but maybe it came out like a month or two before. Um, so comic book movies in general were like Spider Man and X Men. Um, that's when did Hellboy come out? Because I remember that being a big win Ooh, for like the niche. That's a great show. I think Hellboy was maybe all four as well. So like, but like weird movies like that didn't really get the mainstream coverage that they no. would now. And if they did, it was like, oh, it's surprising. It's actually quite good for a comic book <laughs> weird. movie. It's the thing with it. Hellboy. Has anyone heard yeah. of Hellboy? <laughs> we should add Hellboy into the hat for the Patreon as well. I would love to watch. Yeah, it's pretty again. good. That's a pretty good. One. Have we already reviewed Hellboy one? No, I Maybe don't think we, we didn't. did. Maybe I just remember watching Hellboy. <laughs> I think we just talked about Hellboy that one time. <laughs> I, I love Mike. Hellboy. It's Hellboy's good. great. Hellboy's yeah. class. <laughs> I I like um also Blade of course came out with this time. Like that was like yeah. 98, but still pretty good. Um but yeah, so Constantine. Sean, what do you know about Constantine? He's a DC character, so I mean, we're kind of mixing it up here, but I did a report on him, a Hero Zero on him before. You did, you did. Now, it was a while ago, to be fair. Um, mm. But he's a, a kind of an occult detective kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, hunts down ghosts, monsters, all kinds of demons and such. Um, I'm listening to the audiobook of The Sandman at the minute, and he pops up in that. He's played by Taron Egerton. Uh, spot on. Really, really good. Um, <laughs> Is he constantly they- smoking cigarettes and telling people to fuck off? Constantly. Absolutely <laughs> constantly. Uh, does, that man does not care. He's a very miserable, miserable man. Uh, they pronounce it Constantine in the audiobook, which I'm not sure about. Mm. Uh, but he's 
he's like he's he's out there in terms of a character, you know, magic and demons and mystical, but he's just a man at the end of it. So you're like, oh, this is this is weirdly relatable. Yeah, he's like a supernatural, like exorcist and demonologist kind of expert. Um, basically, he's like one of the lads from Supernatural. Yes, exactly. But they they've morphed the two of them into the one. Yeah, <laughs> and. I'd wager he's going to now have more of a John Wick twist to him. Uh, uh, yeah, and although I think that takes away some of the charm of Constantine, that I don't want him to be good at other things. Like I think no. he he should just like he hates everything and everyone, but you like, get him in because there's a fucking demon killing a bunch of people, or like well, there's nobody else that he'll can get solve the job this. done. And he's yeah. like, but he's like, he's a brawler. Like, there's no like John Wick yeah. level finesse to him. He's no. just like, I'm just going to figure this out. I don't care. <laughs> like, I he's want just to die. As it goes on, he goes in with nothing. He just has a cigarette. And then, like, yeah. he gets punched a few times. He's like, okay, this demon needs this to kill him. <laughs> right. And I'll fucking figure this out. And P- everyone he meets, like, has a grudge against him and he fucked him <laughs> over in some way. But he knows he's useful. Exactly. And so he's just like, you, you're here because you need me. I don't there give a, a shit great, about you. I, I, I remember, wasn't there the Constantine, like, CW show from, like, 2015, There was. He's actually, the guy that they got for that, and he was in Arrow as well for a yeah. bit. Yeah. He's actually was a really solid Constantine. Really, really good. I heard nothing but good things about him. I, th- I think it got cancelled, and I think they tried to bring them into Legends of Tomorrow. Not quite sure. I don't have all yeah. that. I, can't, I had already tuned out at that stage, so that might just be made up by me. But um, I remember, yeah, that actor got a lot of good credit in terms of that portrayal. Um, and it's so weird that they did Constantine in 2005. Like, it's a, mm. nobody remembers Constantine. But, no, but I think that might be why it got made, is that there wasn't the name recognition of, you know, Batman, which was like a poison chalice at that point. Superman, which largely, like, uh, Brandon Routh's Superman hadn't come out yet, I don't think. That was uh, Brandon Routh was 06. Yeah, so, like, there was, like, the last experience people had of those are, like, the movies from the 90s. And like, like, this would be the equivalent of, I would say, Blade for Marvel, in terms yeah. of, like, just a character that's fucking weird, that you wouldn't actually really, like, put front and centre, but, yeah, like, like, let's do it. There's an immense amount of buy-in with this character, but once you're in it, you're like, oh, this could be really, really cool. Is and- it related to any existing DC property or is it just a Constantine movie? See, now these are all the questions that come out of it. So, first of all, um, I just to touch back on what we were just talking about. $200 million is what the first one made, which, you know, five money. That's a lot of fucking money. That's in- substantial, yeah. For... Like th- a- that's pretty weird. <laughs> what was the budget for that? <laughs> I don't know, but like, I read that I made $200 million and I was like, that's actually pretty good. The, wh- uh, why did they not green light number two immediately after yeah, that one? The budget was around $70 million. So like, it's it a did, lot of profit. It made, yeah, it made a decent little profit out of it. And that uh, was before like John Wick and everything. Like Keanu Reeves, if they could get him back in again, I mean, it's mad. If that did it now in terms of that much profit... Um, probably mm. you'd have to scale up in terms of inflation and shit. But a, gre- yeah. a sequel is greenlit before the first one is out of cinemas. Like if it makes it that much back. Oh yeah, like it's a, it's announced like opening weekend. There'd be like, yeah. oh yeah, Constantine Two is coming out. Um. So yeah, in terms of how it relates to everything else, 
Nobody knows, Sean, because cool. I don't know, I don't know if you've been keeping up with what's going on with DC, but nobody knows. Here's the thing, I can't keep up because it changes every goddamn <laughs> they, hour and a half. They don't know, so we don't know. And I mean they're being bought, they're being sold, there's a whole bunch of shit going on behind the scenes. They've let a hundred people off their jobs, they've gotten rid of like thousands of fucking shows. Um they've now decided to start leasing out shows that they own, like off HBO Max to other places it's like it's so fucking weird put um, HBO Max worldwide and then people will watch HBO Max that's the fuck like that's <laughs> how you save HBO Max first of all and, like it doesn't make any sense they're doing what Marvel did early on is that they're they're like hemorrhaging money and they're selling filing cabinets and so they're just going to sell off all of their properties but how do you get to that point like how, how do you get to this in this universe like Marvel when they were hemorrhaging money was in the fucking 90s when there yeah. was like no money to be made off this stuff but like how do you go through the biggest cultural change of superhero movies being the number one money making scheme and you have Batman Superman and Wonder Woman and you end yeah. up the decade hemorrhaging money <laughs> see but like the the thing about it is and maybe the this could be like why Constantine might work really well is that a lot of there's a lot of like uh, issues with the current Marvel slate and how those particular comic book movies are made. If you give me a full on dark gothic Constantine movie after you gave me Robert Pattinson's The Batman, mm. like that would be like it's a breath of fresh air. It's completely interesting. It's a solid concept. It could do really, 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 really well. Just don't fucking have Ezra Miller show up at the end of it and be like, I have a ghost problem. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've, I've suffered some, from some ghost problems myself. This will lead and into my sequel. Do you know what brunch is? You know, like that kind of shit. Um, now, look, this also lays on the fact of it's a sequel. It's not a reboot. So yeah. did the first one happen in this universe or did it happen in a different... Look, it's a whole fucking thing. We're not going to get into... I am not... there. don't even know the answer to that. So we don't know the answer to that. Um, did the first Constantine movie end on one of those early 2000s cliffhangers? Oh, it, it would have to end on um, The Game Has Begun. Um, the Charles Dance thing from fucking yeah 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 from the vampire one like you have to constantly end movies with one line to be like it's only just beginning or the Thanos fine I'll do it myself you have to end it on that otherwise it doesn't happen um, I'd like the, to see this Constantine with Robert Pattinson's Batman weirdly I think I, might no get I think on. that would work really really well like <laughs> I think they'd get on because they'd hate everything <laughs> They'd both be miserable. They both love Nirvana. Uh, <laughs> this is this would be an older Constantine as well. Like Keanu Reeves hasn't aged really, but it would no, be but, like yeah. a Constantine in his mid fifties at this point. I, I to be honest, I, Constantine doesn't really to me have an age bracket in terms of he can he can be fifty or sixty and still walk into the room and just like oh what the fuck are we doing what do we have a fucking ghoul right what's a demon <laughs> right? what the fucking things do we have here ghouls <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah Constantine getting a sequel pretty exciting stuff I mean I'd like to see what happens but also pretty weird that a Constantine sequel is getting made and Batgirl is not coming out. <laughs> but Batgirl is finished and not coming out. <laughs> we don't understand why these things happen as much as you don't. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news. 
I have a small piece about James Cameron that I didn't know if I wanted to touch on, but it was so outright just like James Cameron-esque that I mm-hmm. felt like I had to let you know. Um, it was James Cameron talking to the New York Times about Avatar uh, and its upcoming sequel, Avatar The Way of Water shot. He's on that promo tour. You know he, what I, I mean? mean? He's been promoing this for five years, though, to be fair. Yeah. Um, now, here's the issue, right? He's making the movie. And Jim, Jimmy doesn't like if the studio comes back and has some has some thoughts. Has some what, notes on his artistic vision. 20th Century Fox at the time, um, uh, or 20th Century Studios now, they come back. And they have issues with certain elements of the film. And he says the studio felt that the film should be shorter and that there was too much flying around on Ikran and what the humans called the Banshees. Um, and so both the film's epic lent um, and some of the most iconic moments, like, they turned out to be the ones that audiences loved. This is the first one, right? Right. Now, the second one, Sean. Um, so, <laughs> the second one, James is making it these days. And they came back and they're like, we have some issues with what you're, go- what, what you're making this time. And James has come out and <laughs> this is exact quote. He said, by the way, this to the New York Times in a story he said. This is his anecdote. Okay. So he said this about himself. You know what? You know what I said to them? I said, I made Titanic. This building that we're meeting right now, that's new. That, this new half billion dollar complex and your lot, Titanic paid for that. So I get to do this. <laughs> oh, he's gone oh, insane. Jimmy. He's gone. He, we've given James Cameron too much creative control, I think, and he's gone insane. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, no! Also, I can't wait for this movie to flop. Oh, like, it's gonna be so funny. <laughs> I think I would give a year off my life for this movie to make no money, <laughs> to Zero. lose money. No, like an like an offensively small amount, like forty thousand mm. dollars. Yeah, but it's enough. Like, it's it's like no, like it's. It's like the smallest it can make while still staying in cinemas for two mm. months, you know? Here's, the issue is I think it's going to make a bit of money because it has that intrigue. People are like, oh, Avatar, I remember that from back in the day. I might go see this one. I think it'll make like $500 million. Um, maybe a little bit more. Uh, number three, I feel like, is where it's really, really going to fall off a fucking cliff. Um, yeah. and it's probably going to make like 200 and then number four will be like 100 it could it could happen that the second one doesn't do nearly as well as james cameron thinks it will and then three four and five are just condensed into one movie <laughs> you'll just be sick of it you'll i had five like, oh, movies fuck, planned done. no 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 i'm not doing that anymore fuck this Get you the lads who did game of thrones in and they'll like summarize it really well <laughs> What if they all just go mad? Oh, for no talking. reason. Oh, well, how long do we have? Four minutes. Well, we fucking make it work. We'll make just it work. do three in a post-credit scene. No. <laughs> no. High fives everywhere, all around, boys. Um, I just want to tell you that story about James Cameron. It made me laugh. Um, there we go. I got to our our big news, Sean. Uh, this okay. Is, this is massive. Okay. Um, this leads me to believe it's not actually massive news. Listeners, Sony's- he's doing a bit. It's Sony, right? And oh, it's, right. it's their next big thing. Um, Craven the a Hunter. Movie that, go on. Is it Craven the Hunter? Is it's that... not Craven the Hunter. No, it's nothing to do oh. with superheroes. Um, it's even Madness. better. Oh. Um, Sony's Gran Turismo movie has oh, gotten its first two cast members shot. 
Why are we talking about this? This is not... No one gives a shit about this, Connor. (laughs) I see, now, that's a negative Nelly kind of mindset that's not going to get you very far, Sean. Because this is what I would say to you. The two names that they have already cast in the Gran Turismo movie... Remember, Gran Turismo is a video game that you race around on a track... Ultimately, having no storyline. <laughs> so ultimately, it's about collecting cars and driving quick. <laughs> I'll tell you the storyline of Gran Turismo. You start the game. You pick a Go car. Ahead. You pick a circuit. You drive around the circuit. You come first. You win. <laughs> Man, what a wor- what a world! I give it ten films. <laughs> David Harbour has joined Sony's Gran Turismo as the lead, followed closely by Orlando Bloom. That's even cast. weirder. These are even weirder fucking choices for this movie. <laughs> this is why I brought it up. What's the, what's what's <laughs> what are those two men doing? <laughs> driving Gran Turismo cars. So here's the thing. Dungeons and Dragons. This yeah. is what I would say to you, Sean. We heard about that movie. We were like, this is a weird announcement. World of Warcraft just bombed like fucking shit. Why did they announce this movie? Let's see what happens. And then they announced Chris Pine. Then they announced Hugh Grant, and we were like, hang on, this, this movie might be good. So, I say to you, Sean, what if we live in a world, what if we live in a society mm-hmm. where the Gran Turismo movie is good? But, I would argue, and I've not, I think those are two very, very good actors. Yes. I do not think all of the properties that they are in are very, very good. <sighs> That's, that's strong. That's a strong retort. But what if, why did both of them sign up? What's there? David Harbour's the link? the lead. <laughs> David Harbour's the lead. Presumably Orlando Bloom would be like his rival then in that case. So what if they're like, and like not against these men, but they are like in their like 40s and stuff like that, which is not mm-hmm. the usual age for our Gran Turismo racing driver film, I would say. I think you're thinking of Need for Speed or the Fast and Furious movies where everyone's 22. I might be coloured, yeah, I might be slightly influenced by that. But maybe they're like, maybe it's a back in the game kind of scenario. Oh, David Harbour is a racer who's retired. Yeah. And his friend, I don't know who, probably not Orlando Bloom, He's got her best friend, right? He's driving around the track. One day the best friend dies on the yeah. track. And Shot then they're in like... The <laughs> Electrocute with the dead. <laughs> shocker. Somehow drowns. <laughs> Falls into a tiny puddle. Drowns, yeah. right? Everyone's like, oh, that's terrible, sad. Oh, man, your friend's dead. Nobody's going to be able to race anymore. The team's going out of business. And David Harbour's like, nah, nah, nah. Not under my watch. I just like I'm to back. put a pin in that for a second. Uh, if you turn this Gran Turismo movie into the Mighty Ducks, Connor, we're going to have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't turned it into the Mighty Ducks. They haven't got oh, to the, the Olympics yet. <laughs> the team, oh, for fuck's sake, the team is like on their last legs and all this. Orlando yeah. Bloom, I think, is going to be the cocky, pretty boy driver. Oh, I, think that's, I mean, I assumed. Yeah, and David Harbour's like the, the down-to-earth driver, learned to drive in a pickup truck in a field. Yeah. Uh, like, no, he doesn't even know how to drive he's just learning on the job like. he's just figuring it out because he's yeah, such yeah, a good yeah. dad probably yeah. he just like rolls around on a little scooter most of the days and then someone's like there's a better way to get around the place and he's like you mean there's a better what's the better way and then he has to learn how to drive um, and then he then he also drowns in, 
in oh yeah same track. puddle same puddle. Same <laughs> they, they, no! didn't, they, they didn't fill it uh <laughs> I'd, look, this also this is unrelated to anything, but Need for Speed Undercover is the best Need for Speed game. Yeah, you get to play as the police as well, and then you get to chase people. But then you're undercover and you're running away from the police, but you are the police. Remember that game? I, I had it, it on the Wii. I I don't know what that has to do with this though. Not at all. It's just it was in yeah. my head, and I needed to voice it. Uh, but also, is that not the plot of Fast and Furious One? Uh, no, there's no DVD players being stolen here. Why oh, is true. Gran Turismo getting a plot? Because they have to make up a plot. It's, it's I suppose it's a, it's a, it's a name, but also it's a blank surface. So is you get the name of Gran Turismo, but you also don't have to come up with a storyline. Is anyone's favorite? I think I said this when this came out. Is anyone's favorite game Gran Turismo? There's nobody. Nobody's like Gran Turismo is my favorite game. I love it. <laughs> So and now we have a, a new HBO Max TV series based around <laughs> Forza Four. Like, <laughs> like racing games are fun, but they're I don't great, know if yeah. they're, like they're fun if like you get people around or you want to do career. But nobody's like that's the game that I remember staying up all night playing it. The storyline yeah, is so I good. cried, man. I had an attachment <laughs> to this man. game. Like, I don't think I did. And look, if you do, by all means, let us know. I would I really would like to hear. From the people that Gran Turismo is their favourite game. And a specific Gran Turismo, not just Gran Turismo, the title. Oh, but yeah. If Gran Turismo is your favourite game, you have a specific favourite Gran yeah. Turismo within that. I remember Gran Turismo 3 being good, but I would never say, that's that's the one. No, I would <laughs> that's never the one I need as a movie. Top 10 games of all time. I don't see Gran Turismo listed <laughs> anywhere. David Harbour, Orlando Blue. I want I want even better people cast than this. I want this cast to be ridiculously good, way too good for this movie. No, I think so. I think knives out this and just get Hollywood A-listers in to just, you know, make Fast and Furious, but just with the most A-list cast you can possibly imagine. Oh my God, imagine. Sean. Go ahead. I've just come across the plot. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Would you like to hear the plot of Gran Turismo? We were coming up with the puddle theory, and I feel like yeah, we might yeah. be completely wrong. Um, what do we know? It follows a teenage gamer whose skills at the games had earned him a chance to compete in a series of Nissan competitions to I'm become sorry. an actual pro race car driver. Harbour co-stars as a retired driver who serves as a mentor to the teen, while... Bloom will play a hungry marketing exec who is selling the sport of motor motor racing and just may believe in its art too. Oh <laughs> uh, no. This this movie's from the nineties. I think this I think Mighty Ducks might be a better idea. I think it genuinely might be. So the kid's really good at presumably Gran Turismo the game. And sort of like directed it. Who? Neil Blomkamp, director of District 9 and Elysium. Chappie, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this movie? How did? How much is Neil being paid for that? <laughs> oh, so that's, much money. That's disgusting. Also, is this just a big ad for Nissan as well? Yeah, it's a big ad for Nissan and Grand Turismo, I can only assume, yeah. Sony and Nissan might be like, there might be some ownership thing there. Uh, but that's that's a terrible plot. How old is the kid? I hope he's 33. I hope he's like 12 and they just put him in like this Gran Turismo circuit. That is a very 2000s uh, movie where like the kid becomes a professional athlete and it has to compete. Isn't the basketball one? You're thinking of Airbud, I think. 
I was de- am I thinking of dog. No, there's also one the guy the one with the guy with the magic shoes. It's there's a shoes or shorts. No there's a basketball one. The That's Space the, Jam. No. <laughs> it's in the early 2000s. The guy has magic shoes and they make him play like Michael Jordan. Magic I mean, shoes. Basketball. basketball. I mean, look, first of all, that is a plot point in Space Jam. I do just want that <laughs> noted. You're thinking of Like Mike. Yes. L- <laughs> like Mike. 2002's Like Mike starring Lil Bow Wow. Yeah, little Bow Wow. He, he learned to play and he became great. And then he learned he didn't need the shoes to be great. A 13-year-old orphan becomes an NBA superstar <laughs> after trying on a pair of sneakers with the faded initials MJ inside of them. <laughs> and he's like four foot tall playing in the NBA. And he's like he's on the he's on the poster and he's like shrugging and he's yeah. surrounded by a load of basketball players, but he's, he's real like, short. Oh, man. Oh, he's little Bow Wow. He's not Big Bow Wow. He's, he's like, well, I mean, it's in the name, Sean. It's, he's not called Big Bow Wow. Um, Sean, i got to move on, right? No more little Bow Wow talk. Uh, that's the first yeah. time I've ever said that on the show, but there's no more little Bow Wow talk under my well, roof. I will um, walk, Connor, let me tell you. <laughs> it's Bow Wow or nothing for me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, because, Sean, pretty good news. We're mm-hmm. not only getting a Constantine sequel, we're also getting a bit of a, a reboot um, with a franchise from the 80s that everyone loves and actually recently was also rebooted for a Netflix show, Karate Kid. The Karate Kid franchise is returning to theatres with a brand new film. Oh, will this carry on from the plot of Cobra Kai? Um, is, hang on, we will figure this out. So, if, from per variety, the Karate Kid universe is expanding beyond... No. Beyond, <laughs> no. I'm not allowing this one. Fuck it. <laughs> Why? So, no, stop using universe as a marketing term. It actively has, like, it doesn't sell me on a movie now to hear that. It also doesn't say if it's a carry-on from series three of Cobra Kai or if it's a carry-on from any of any other of the installments of Karate Kid, which, I mean, there's been a few. Um, I mean... Do you do the whole story again, maybe? But they already did that, like, 2010 with Jaden Smith. They did, yeah. That was was fine as a film. Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. Jackie Chan in it. Yeah, so, like, unless just every, like, decade or so, we just do another Karate Kid with whatever child actor is doing the best at that time. Who's the Jaden Smith that you could get? See, in my head, like, all the Stranger Things kids are still, like, 12. I was literally thinking Finn Wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finn Wolf like, Finn's the man. He's too old now. He's too old to do mm. it. He's, man's grown. He's a grown man at this point. Uh, yeah. You got, who was a, I don't know if there's any child actors anymore. I think there's just, like, very. <laughs> there definitely is child Just because you haven't seen them. Don't, Gimme. They don't exist. The kid from Jojo Rabbit. Oh, yes. Put him in the Karate no, Kid. the friend from Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. give me him. <laughs> Child Actors 2022, hang on. <laughs> You're going to no. get put on a list. I know I will, I know I will. Uh, <laughs> Does anyone else hear the FBI coming to Sean's house? Child Phil Actors. Dunster, who the fuck is Phil Dunster? His name, that's not a great name. You're not going to get far with Phil Dunster. That's, that man is... 26. No, Phil, he's a grown man. He was born in 1992. <laughs> Why did he come up? 
He's in every movie putting his shoes on his kneecaps. He's in these. <laughs> He's in Ted Lasso. He plays a Premier League footballer. Yeah, he's a kid. He's an up and cover. I don't know. He's he's six well, foot he two. 30, he turned thirty this year, but he's an up and cover, Sean. Any day now, he's going to get his big break. I mean, look, I I I hate that this is a thing though as well. That the cracking universe theory? is expanded. Go ahead. Three men and a baby. Dunster plays the baby. Just- Dunster. I, I, do you know what Phil Dunster looks like? <laughs> yeah, the baby, the no. baby, and three men and a baby. No, he he would be he, he would be the brash younger one who's not ready for responsibility. He wouldn't be the baby. But he's an upcoming actor. He's a child actor, Sean. I already googled it. It's set. He's on a very Done. successful I've Apple TV him. show. I've already paid him fifty million dollars to be in this movie. I no. <laughs> why have you? you why have you? I hate this. I love the studio execs just typing in child. Like, I've got Dunster. I've got Dunster got, locked in. That's lads. Dunster's locked in. Dunster, Dunster has checked in to use We're that orangutan movie. Younger cast of Stranger Things. Dunster's going to be joining in. He said Dunster. he's going to play them. He's tw- like he was born in '92, Connor. Like he's older than me. Yeah, but he's he can play young. We're all saying actors can play old, but we can play yeah, young. He can maybe play twenty four or something. Yeah, but, but, uh, but enough makeup, we can make him seven. No, no, because he's grown. <laughs> he's a grown man, Connor. <laughs> Bit of CGI. We spend a millions on CGI making that man young. Should have made Steve Rogers and Captain America. I fucking knew fucking you were skinny, gonna say it. Right? But they made a man look like a slightly smaller man in that. Yeah, so exactly that's what we do. We make child actor Dunster look even smaller. And so then of course he'd be like I'd say we could make him even four months old. If we're fucking able to do this, can we not just get Ralph Macchio in and have him be the karate kid again? Fuck it, you know what? You're right. Dunster, you're out. <laughs> I have to make a call. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, you're back in. <laughs> Ralph V. Dunster. Here we go. <laughs> um, I mean, I think... Do, do you go off the nostalgia of Cobra Kai and then just, like, play in that world more? Or do you just do a brand new thing? See, it's odd because I th- I, I genuinely think... Like, Cobra Kai has a fan base and people like that show. So I think you're doing them a disservice if you just be like, and here's a completely different Karate Kid property. But also, from a studio exec perspective, they're going to want people to not feel like they have to watch three seasons of Cobra Kai in order to see this movie and enjoy it. Oh, yeah. So I think it's probably going to be along the lines of, you know, a separate story or a reboot or something like that. Mm. Yeah, I think... I At the same time, though, nostalgia is pretty good. I would play the hot hand. I would go off that world. Mm-hmm. And just fucking let's do it. And we'll just act like... They might do something weird. They'll do half and half. Where they're like, do the movie. But they pretend Cobra Kai doesn't exist. But it'll be in the universe. That everyone like likes. So it's like, ah, oh, well, we're kind of playing it off that. But if you just oh, forget... Cobra Kai and will exist as a, a show in this universe. No, as in like, they'll have Ralph back. And right. they'll do the movie. But... They'll be like, we don't want people who have to see season one, the tree of Cobra Kai. So let's not talk about anything that happens in season one, the tree of that. Right. How like like an anime or a cartoon will do like a movie, but then they'll never address it in the events of the 
exactly. You know, That's what TV I'm thinking. I, I think right. they'll do half and half, which will make everybody sad. Um, that's they should, yeah, they should do more of a Rugrats in Paris, where the events of the film then you know have a, have effects and ramifications. And Chucky's missing show. his mother. Chucky's missing his mother. He has a yeah. new stepsister now. Yeah, uh, his father Charles gets married. You I know, have a casting uh, idea for Chucky. Yeah, uh, I want everyone to know he put his hand up in the air when he said that. Continue, Connor. <laughs> he's born in 1992. He's the biggest okay. actor coming out of Hollywood these You're, days. Okay, next story. <laughs> next story, please, before I go through you. <laughs> Dunster. You, no, you don't even know who Phil Dunster is. <laughs> he's my favourite actor. He's not. <laughs> he's my favourite child actor. Name one thing he's in. <laughs> Ted Lasso. He plays Name Premier League striker. Oh, poor, um, well, my upcoming movie. No, crack. no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Dunster. Um, when Dunster's around, we have a bit of funster. That's all I so, said. No. Me, right? That's what no, I said. I, I I'm not age. allowing this. Right? You're going to now, anytime there's like, oh, who should be cast for this? You're going to say Dunster. And I'm gonna <laughs> no, but not anyone old, Sean. Not like anyone over 20. I hate I'm thinking, you so much. I'm thinking younger. I'm thinking You're younger. You're a prick. <laughs> I'm only going off what Google told us. Okay, so, I'm giving uh, you moving. nothing on the next story. <laughs> uh, we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And it involves DC. And it involves Joker 2. It involves the rumour that claims that the DC sequel, Joker 2 of course, would be yeah. told from the perspective of Harley Quinn and not the and, Joker. And that's why it's a musical, is it? Yes. Because she's a little bit mental. Because she's a little bit mental. Okay. I don't... Look, I don't hate that as a thing. Um, are we... Are we reaching the point of too... You know how we reached the too much Joker a little while ago? Mm. Are we reaching the too much Harley Quinn at this point? Because, like, Margot Robbie killed it with Harley Quinn. Especially in, like, the Suicide Squad and stuff like that. Do you think we'll just now have another Harley Quinn and it'll be like, Oh, it's just more of the same. Or will they do something drastically different? Look, I what I would say is um, this rumour has not been confirmed by anybody um, and so could also just be completely made up. Um, but I think what why this rumour came out is because Lady Gaga is there and so could be a musical, makes sense. I'd, to go off what you were saying, I do think it's probably oversaturated but Harley Quinn, to be honest, has been like in comic books, they've gone hard at Harley Quinn for like 20 years now so oh, yeah. at this point I'm just kind of used to it <laughs> like, <so laughs> it's like, like oh Harley's, yeah, Harley's here still Harley's in this I think as well because I mean it makes sense like there's there's a built in fan base so let's put them in everything that's why Batman has fucking 50 comic books like he's in all these different teams because he's got to be involved somewhere um, and I think Harley Quinn has the same thing has the fan base there I, what I would say for this is that it probably will then, if it is from the point, if there's any truth to this rumour at all, and it is from Harley Quinn's perspective, it is then just the episode of Mad Love from Batman the Animated Series, but just done in a movie. It wouldn't be like Todd Phillips, would it? <laughs> to just be like, here, here's an existing property, let's just make it again. Why don't we just, I'm after sending a text message to Paul Dini, um, and I said... Do you have any issue with me copy and pasting? Just, I'll change the homework a little bit, but I'm just going to copy and paste most of it, I'll be honest. What if, like, what if he read, like, these, this film does really, really, really well, 
and they're like, okay, we need a third one, Todd. And like he panics and he just makes the hangover part three. <laughs> but it's with the Legion of Doom. <laughs> He's like, nobody's going to know us. It'll, it'll be okay. Zach Galifianakis is Lex Luthor. No, like it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he desperately is like dying for Scorsese to release something else. Like he's like, I know you've done some good ones, but like, I can't really copy off any of that. Just what? Holy um, fuck, I just realised something. What? This Joker movie. Yeah. It's going to be Shutter Island. Oh yeah. It's in an insane asylum. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Jesus, that yeah. just clicked with me now. Yeah, and it doesn't exist at the, at the end. It's none of it was real, or was it? Who knows, maybe was she was a real, nurse all along. It, or was it a ruse all along, or did he convince Harley Quinn to go crazy? We don't know, man, let's just see what Scorsese says, and then he'll fucking copy it. What time period is this set in, even? Who knows? <laughs> I did, well, the first movie's 80s, so, I mean, I assume this is also set in, like, maybe 1990. Oh, okay, maybe? so it's a lot of, like... A lot of Game Boys and fucking... I don't know what the night... What, what, I, in like, an insane asylum. They're playing Game Boys. You have a Game Boy in an insane asylum. <laughs> Tell me... You, okay, prove to me you can't. <laughs> Damn it, he's right. I can't prove that. <laughs> You're just throwing out claims here, Connor. <laughs> um, I look, I, I think it makes a lot of sense that Lady Gaga will lead this as Harley Quinn. Um, and because also, I mean, Joker... Kind of, it would be a lot better in terms of even say the storyline because Joke is already built up in this world. We already understand what he's about. You can just have him be there and then have literally the episode of Mad Love played out again on on screen where they kind of did it in the Suicide Squad. Or sorry, Suicide Squad, not the su- not the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad twenty sixteen. I love um, Warner Brothers. And they they kind of did it over like a three minute span in that movie. Um, yeah, but, but if you did it like if you showed the breakdown of of her, I think that'd be pretty cool on screen. Would it? Th- like, I'm trying to think. Would it? Like, would that be entertaining <laughs> to watch? Oh no, I think entertaining in a better movie. <laughs> Would but like, I think this one's going to be real depressing. <laughs> yeah. I think this is going to lean hard on what people thought the first one was going to be. Mm. Which is this like edgy, oh, it'll drive you insane. I think he's going to aim for that and miss horribly. You know? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's Oscar-nominated director Todd Phillips you're talking about there. So please have some respect. Um, Just... I mean, to be fair, though, I, we look. We don't want to be catty around here, shall we? Don't we don't want to start any drama. But I mean, I could also win an Oscar if I just copied off two other Oscar-winning movies. Um, that's true. Anyway, I think God. I could win an Oscar without trying, but that's just me. I would just simply make a good film. <laughs> I would simply do better. I'm, well, look, I'm just built different. What I'm can just I do? Built different Academy. <laughs> Academy. Um, so we got to move on, and it actually does revolve around Harley Quinn. Why I wanted to follow that story up is more Harley Quinn news, but this one kind of excites me a little bit more. Um, and that is the fact that Margot Robbie will be coming back to play Harley Quinn in the DCEU, which has been confirmed by wow. James Gunn on Twitter. Insane. Okay, so she was going to take a break from 
Harley for a little while, she was saying. Um, mm. And I guess it's another Suicide Squad property then, if James Gunn is so involved. It leads to a whole bunch of thoughts and queries because the thing is, people ask James Gunn questions all the time. Uh, someone just asked, is Harley Quinn, is Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn returning to the DCEU? And he literally just replied, yes. Not like, maybe. Not like, oh, well, I don't know. Yes. Yes, she is coming back. Um, right. Which would also lead me to believe that he came out last year, I think it was, and he was like, I'd like to do a Harley Quinn movie by itself. Just me and Margot, and we'd fucking kill it. Um, yeah. Which I'm sure they would. But would you see that Harley Quinn just getting her own movie again? Kind of again, the birds of prey. They changed the name of that halfway through. It's very fucking confusing. Um, or it's, do they put her in amongst another team? I, I see. I don't know. I think Margot Robbie could definitely carry a solo Harley Quinn movie. But does she want to? That's the thing. Like, is 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 that character? Should that character just be, you know, a nice little gem that's always nice to see in a team movie, for example? Mm. Um, like. We watched Birds of Prey. We thought it was like pretty good for what it was. Um, yeah. A little disjointed, maybe. But... But I, I mean, obviously, it. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn wasn't the issue with the movie. No, like no. No, and like the, the characterization of her was really, really good. Same in The Suicide Squad. Harley Quinn is really, really good in that film. Um, I just... I, I don't know. That character and the way she is in the DCEU, I think, plays better in a team dynamic. You know, mm. I don't know if, if watching her on her own for two hours would have the same effect. No, and I, th- I think where Birds of Prey, like, they, that's what they tried to do in terms of, like, you let her lead 60% and then we also have people to, for her to bounce off of. Yeah. Um, just to kind of make it a lot easier. I do think Harley Quinn is a character. Um, I think she could lead her own movie, but at the same time, I, I think it is one of those where it's kind of... I don't know, it'd be very, very hard to not, like, have it get boring. Or not be running, but the joke to run out. That she's crazy, and we're with her. And she's yeah. also really entertaining and really charismatic. But can you keep it up for two hours? Well, that's the thing. Like, a lot of her suicides, their Suicide Squad stuff, she is, she's on her own, and she's, like, having her own little adventure and meeting with the president of the island and mm. stuff like that. And that's all really, really solid. And then when she comes back to the team, she's a breath of fresh air to the dynamic that we've had for the rest of the film. If that yeah, makes sense. And, and, but also it's kind of nice to get, sometimes get a break. To, like we're going away and we're going to the team to try and capture her. And then what was great about that movie was in terms of that scene when she's breaking out. Because up until that point she's just talking. But you always yeah. have to have that scene where DCU Harley Quinn is a fucking badass. And so like... She's just slicing true lads on her way out and there's flowers popping up because she's a lunatic and she thinks this is the most fun she could ever have. Like Birds of Prey has that scene in the police station. I think that's fucking excellent as well. Yeah, um, where you, and you see how her, dangerous she is, like how capable. Exactly, but if she has to carry her own movie, you do that scene four or five times and it loses its effectiveness by the fourth time that you see it. Whereas if it's in a team environment, we get to just have that, her saying crazy stuff, crazy stuff, haha, she's a side character, she's a, she's a, the comedy character. And then an action scene starts, you're like, oh shit, oh fuck, she's, she's an absolute killer. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, and look, I would like to see that character, um, like, I suppose, not even explored, but just, like, get up to more things, I suppose. Just, like, me, going back to, like, the Harley Quinn show, which I really like, just have her meet weird fucking other villains and things like that. The Harley Quinn show is so good. Like, it's it's so good. It's outrageously good. It's unfair that it's that good. It has no right to be that good. If you haven't seen the Harley Quinn show, it's an animated DC show with um, Kaylee Cuoco. She plays Harley Quinn in it. um, Lady from uh, Bing Bang Theory. And it's so funny because they have basically the rights to everyone and they just get to take the piss out of everyone. Um, Yeah, like it's not like... Yeah, it's not like the Arrowverse where they're like, oh, this Bruce Wayne guy. No, like, Bruce Wayne shows up and is Batman. Like, it, it's it's the yeah. full DC universe that they can use and do whatever they want to it. And, and they James do Gordon, whatever isn't they want it? To. And he's so depressed. James <laughs> so- Gordon is, like, just a cop on the fucking edge. Like, this man <laughs> is broken. It's my favourite depiction of Gordon. He's just a miserable human. They introduce Kite Man. And so Kite Man is Heiser uh, Ivy's boyfriend, and he's obviously they make hell, Kite yeah. Man so cool in this. Like he's <laughs> not even cool, but he's just really funny and like he's a fan favorite. <laughs> like, also, Alan Tudyk made... as Clayface is outstanding. There's the there's the my, one of my favorite scenes is like it's Harley Quinn, Kite Man, Heiser Ivy, um, King Shark, and I think maybe Clayface go show up to the Joker's uh, Legion of Doom. Uh, or, yeah. and they they turn up and they're just like we're gonna stop you you fucking villains didn't invite us in what the fuck is this shit right and there's a big fight breaks out and they all go <laughs> off with somebody and Kite Man's the only one left and he turns around and Bane is just standing Bane is there. standing behind him <laughs> and he's like guys does anyone want to swap her what's going on he's just no okay I'll Kite. look after Bane <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, yeah if you haven't seen Harley Quinn show go watch the first episode I think you'll be pleasantly surprised um, I think bringing Margot Robbie back as Harley Quinn if you're the DCEU is the most easy choice of all time I mean yeah. perfect casting really well acted um, really good character and a character you haven't fucked up so I would hang on, hang on to those very tightly at this stage yeah and let Margot Robbie do whatever she wants on that movie uh, and like don't do a Batgirl and cancel it when it's about to release. I don't think they would have the balls to do it with this one, but Jesus, I wouldn't. Do you know for the rest of time, any DC property, we're like, do you think they'll cancel it the week before it comes out? Honestly, because now they've set a precedent that no, they will do that on occasion. (laughs) There's no rules. I mean, they could. They could. They might not. They might. We don't know. Batman movie coming out. Well, they might cancel it the week before. Yeah, sorry, Matt Reeves. No Batman 2 for you. You're not very good, Matt Reeves. What have you ever done for us? We gave all your money to Todd Phillips. This guy's got a vision. That man's got a vision. Him and Zach, they know what they're doing. (laughs) Right? Um, We're sorry. We're so mean to Todd. Um, It's just, I mean, just you shouldn't be copying other people. You know what I mean? I just feel like make your own things. Have an original thought. Yeah. um, We're finishing off with a double head of news, Sean, because. A double head of news, you said? A double head of news. That's actually how it's introduced in most. Cut off one and three more news stories grow. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's. I mean, I'm hosting the news on a weekly basis. You think I'd be better, but I'm not. So, we're, Connor, we're, no one expects anything of you. That's fine. 
<laughs> sound like my mother. Um, so the Kang Dynasty, the Avengers Kang Dynasty movie, Sean, has mm-hmm. got its next writer, and it will be the Ant Man Tree writer, Ant Man Quant and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Um, okay, that writer will be writing the Kang Dynasty movie. That kind of makes because Kang is the villain in Quantum Mania, right? It yeah. So it's Jeff Loveness. Um, and so Jeff is down. He's he's writing obviously Ant Man and and it says Ant Man and Wasp, but it's Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp colon Quantumania, I believe. Exactly. Um, I was going to say the Wasp is just called Wasp. It's the Wasp. I mean, it's such a small thing, but I mean, just for my old brain. I, I thought it was no, yeah, um, no, no. It is, it's the wasp generally. Yeah, um, and so this is kind of pretty interesting due to the fact that, as you said, um, Quantum Mania is going to have Kang in it. I'm pretty sure, but more than that, Quantum Mania is going to be a pretty big movie in terms of knockout effects to the next two Avengers films. You would um, hope so because it is coming out basically right before uh, mm. Kang Dynasty and then Secret Wars. Um, and so, like, I, I'm really interested into how all this works out because it's crazy that Ant-Man, an Ant-Man movie, is going to be, like, the main lead-in and the biggest thing going in because Ant-Man 2 is a movie that I don't think a lot of people remember or really care about. <laughs> I quite like Ant-Man 2 as a film. I think it's fine. I think it's a, a fun time. But, yeah, it's weird that Ant-Man is, like, the, the like the last bastion of holding back Kang, it seems mm. like. <laughs> it seems a bit unfair. Yeah, he's got, well, like, because that character is kind of broken because, like, they can really, once you put him in the quantum realm, he can kind of do whatever he wants to do. Right, okay. So, like, because um, he, once he gets down to subatomic, like, he can just do, he can travel through time or he can age himself or heal himself or live forever you know do whatever basically and it's and it is always good main thing that's always carried on from this is if you have the same writer you have the same voice behind the character which is really really good especially for a villain such as kang so he sounds the same um in both movies so it's not a case of somebody writes them one way different director different writer get them on the far end they're like ah no i don't really like what he does that stuff so we're gonna write different a different scene here. Like how Thor ended up where he is now, which is a weird mm. fucking hodgepodge of everything. There's also the, the the point that it might not be the same Kang in these ah, movies. Ah, yes. So maybe Kang, we don't need the same writer. <laughs> maybe not, but like Kang has a bunch of variants. That's his whole thing. That's what like the Kang Dynasty is all about, is like all of these Kangs. So mm. Jonathan Majors, presumably could play this character completely different between, like, Loki and this and, like, Kang Dynasty going forward. The Loki one is dead, correct? The, that's the- He Who Remains is dead, but now Loki's... Right. Spoilers for Loki, I guess. Uh, Loki is in an alternate time now with a different Kang. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Like, there, there, there's, there's infinite Kangs, is, is the right. issue. See, and look, I think that's a really good small piece of news, but the main piece of news here is that we have a pretty big rumor for the other Avengers movie, Avengers Secret Wars, okay. and that is, we have a rumored director, Sean, um, because... Be? Taika Waititi. Ryan Coogler is rumored. Oh. Black Panther's director, Ryan Coogler, is rumored to be the top choice. 
for Avengers Secret Wars. That would be rad. That would mm. be really, really cool. Yeah. Because um, now this is without seeing Black Panther 2, of course, because it's not out yet. But Ryan Coogler always felt like a director that Marvel hired who knew what he wanted to do. Now, and, here, once again, I must preface this by saying, obviously not set in stone. But yeah, absolutely. if Ryan, Ryan Coogler's always going to be in line for Marvel, if Marvel are doing a movie now, and, I mean, you have the, the Russo brothers are gone. Um, yeah. They're definitely going back to Whedon. So no. who's going to set up these new Avenger movies? Well, I mean, we have the Black Panther director, Ryan Coogler, who's one of the best directors working today under us i mean he's obviously going to be one of the top choices for the product yeah and i also feel like he he, he might have an interesting take on secret wars as well um mm. especially because a lot of, like if they follow the secret wars that was in like 2011 or 2014 something like that like the 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 battle world that dr doom creates in that comic is quite because of the idea that this is the only world and like this is all it is, it has quite an interesting design and unique style that's different from anything else we've really seen in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And so Ryan Coogler has already done something similar with the design and things of Wakanda and how that would look. So that kind of skill set could lend itself to Secret Wars quite well, I think. I mean, it also does just make sense in terms of Marvel. They also have um, Shang-Chi in the Legend of the Ten Rings director, Destin Daniel Cretton. He's taken charge of the other Avenger sequel. So he's taken charge of the Kang Dynasty. That's so wild. he's the director in that one. So they're bringing the Shang-Chi director in to direct the Kang Dynasty. And now the hot rumor is that Black Panther director, Ryan Coogler, is to come back for this. Because I suppose... It does make a lot of sense. Like, you have these really talented people. Let's give them the fucking ball. Let's see what they can do. And they also know how the product works. You don't want someone coming in. Um, yeah. And then being like, Jesus, this is Avengers. Fuck. Like, this is way too big for me. Like, the Russo brothers had uh, Winter Soldier as a obviously a massive production, but it's not Avengers. So they got to, like, ease up into it. Yes. And the... Yeah, and, and uh, like by by also hiring someone who has worked with you on a project previously, they've done a lot of the legwork, which I imagine is like familiarizing yourself with the other movies and what people and characters are all about. Mm-hmm. I hope the people that direct these movies are doing that because that's that just seems good for a shared universe. And in terms of Ryan Coogler, then um, does Black Panther or that Wakanda have a pretty big part? In Secret Wars? Uh, Black Panther does. um, And Wakanda does as well. Um, I don't know, is it it something I want to spoil? I actually don't want to spoil it because it's quite a hype, cool moment. So I'm going to leave it there. Black Panther is there. Black Panther is quite central to the story. Uh, I've said before, like, there's a few life rafts that get away from, like, the main Marvel Universe. Black Panther is on one of those. Right. And so I assume this is probably Shori as Black Panther. Um, Most likely b- based on the fucking Lego sets that are being <laughs> released. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that would be the new Black Panther. So, yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty cool. And I think, um, like, as you said, if he's creating worlds, like, this is a pretty big fucked up place to try and introduce in one go. Like, Secret Wars is crazy. It, yeah, to introduce oh, it's all that in one movie 
um, you'd ha- you'd need someone like incredibly talented and incredibly down to the finest detail. Like I think there's very very few people that Marvel would trust with this movie in the Kang Dynasty. Just due to the fact that the level of detail needed, like the Russo brothers, they fucking fell on gold, and they're like, yeah. these guys will kill themselves, but they're like the best. They're the best in the business at this specific thing. Um, yeah, at at this task of pulling together all of these like disparate parts and putting them into a film that makes sense, they were the guys. Yeah. So, and, and I think that like these those fil- like Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, I think they need to do well. Yes, is the thing. Especially, like, because, like, and look, we, we're the most, like, Marvel shills that there have ever been. But, like, the last few Marvel properties that have come out, last half dozen things that have come out, haven't been great. You're still watching I, She-Hulk on a weekly basis? I am, yeah. And I'm, look, I'm having a time with it. It's... <laughs> I I hadn't seen it because I when I came back from holidays, like I think the first yeah. two episodes had already aired, and I said, "Sean, should I start watching it?" And you went, "Eh, it's sorry, it's crap." <laughs> you said, "I watched it." That was your response. I watched it on a Thursday. It's it's not unenjoyable. It's yeah. just like it's just uh, it's kind of flat. You know, what, is it Arrow it. season two level? It's like Flash season three. Oh, you're not, you're not, that's not a pitch. I'm not selling it. That's, I know I'm not, not selling sell. it. Um, no. But yeah, look, I think Coogler, I would Garrett, I would love it if Coogler came in. Coogler is yeah. such a talented human being. Get Let's get him in. Let's get him to direct this movie. I think he's perfect for it. Hasn't been confirmed, obviously, but I mean, if they're looking for anyone and he's sitting there and he's like, I might be interested, bring a truckload of money to his house. <laughs> Just like, yeah, do this. Um, hey, yeah, think- absolutely. I think that's it for this week's Movie Monday, Sean. What a week. Would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yeah, sure, why not? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash heroes for hire podcast. Link to that is in the description. And shout outs go to Roisin Chunky Lobes Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Technically Fine Evanson, Waffles Loves You and Hopes You Have a Good Day, David Clark, Sean Chuckle in the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jameson, Dominic, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky, Funny Observation McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, The Fabulous Frogman, Sam, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Sackman41 and Buster. Thanks, everyone, for the support. We hope you enjoy the content that is put over on the Patreon. Um, As always, do keep sending in suggestions for any movies and things you'd like us to review on the show. Um, Those always come out every month. There's a whole backlog there if you want to check it out. Other ways to support the show, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop is our merch store. Twitter is at heroesforhirepod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development's discussion group. Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. Thanks so much. So I've been Connor Lawley. I've been Sean Bean. We'll see you all next time. Bye. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.